Hey lady, I am so freaking jazzed that you're here. My name is Emily and I am a clinical social worker deeply passionate about what's going on in between our ears. I am here to help build up your toolbox against self-doubt, social comparison, and nasty self-talk to help keep you kind to your mind. You know, we all have something going on in that noggin of ours that isn't always kind. So let's put in the legwork and flex those mindset muscles so that we can move the mountains we were meant to freaking move. Let's go. Girlfriend, what is up? How are you? I hope that you're doing well. Uh, But are you... I don't know, maybe a little bit winded by what 2020 has thrown at us this far? Me too. Okay, it's been a lot of change. A lot of unexpected events, cultural divides that we're experiencing, and why not just, I don't know, top it off with a global pandemic, why don't we? It's been a lot, dude. And in times of serious change, I found that at least for me, it is so easy to get stuck in a place of resistance to the change when we could, in fact, be giving in to the opportunity to grow. You know, they say that change is one of the only things in life that is certain. The only thing that is actually guaranteed. And man, oh man, that is true. Things are always changing, sometimes more than others, but especially now. I found that I am experiencing a whole lot of change at once. For me, I have started a brand new job as a crisis counselor in the middle of COVID-19, and my childhood home that I've spent over 18 years of my life in has just been sold. I'm recording this episode surrounded by, by boxes and a whole lot of uncertainty, if I'm being honest. And when thinking about what to do to bring to your ear holes today, I knew that I was not the only one experiencing this level of change at one time. Maybe for you, that change has been losing a job during this pandemic, being furloughed, postponing a wedding like many people have, or missing a family vacation, something you've been looking forward to. But maybe it's also exciting things. Maybe even positive change is hard. You know, I've dreamed of this position at this organization since my first day of graduate school, but I'd be lying through my teeth if I said that this time of change wasn't hard. So whatever that change is, that major life change is for you, let's dig a little deeper today and and see where we can push ourselves to grow through it instead of resist it altogether. Now, girl, (laughs) a little disclaimer here. I never said that growth was going to be graceful. So you might want to put on your work boots over there and grab some gloves because it's probably going to get messy. Change can be nasty to sift through, but understanding that process that we go through in, in big life changes is something that really changed the game for me. Because even if the change is extremely exciting, something that you have been looking forward to for as long as you can remember, even if that kind of change happens, you may feel like you're going to poop your pants a little bit. It sends us through the same process, the same process we would experience even if it was a devastating change. 
And that's so weird, right? Because girl, I can't tell you how much I prayed for this job, dreamed of this job, worked my booty off for this job, but it still makes my butt clench. When looking at the stages of this process curve we're going to talk about, I was shocked to see that I felt every single stage, no matter how exciting this change was for me. But first of all, why on earth is it like that? Why do we have such a hard time figuring things out and and getting our footing and spending a whole lot of time wishing it was, I don't know, back to normal? You can't see me, but I'm using air quotes here. Why do we have such a hard freaking time coping with change? Well, dude, we are creatures of habit. Our bodies and our brains, they thrive off of routine. Our noggins like to know what's coming next. They like to know what to expect. You don't believe me? Try to take a different way to work tomorrow. Or don't stop for coffee if you normally do. Or even part your hair on the other side of your head. Switch something up in your morning routine and then tell me that you're not a creature of habit. You feel funky for the rest of the day, right? Or, well, at least I do. Point being, we like to know what's coming next. Our body feels at ease and our head is able to chillax for a second because it, ha- it doesn't have to be on its toes. And when change walks in the room and the calm is disrupted, us nerdy social workers and resilience counselors, we start thinking about something called the window of tolerance. Basically, a fancy way of saying, how do you handle it? What's your level of tolerance and what's your reaction to when something new happens? Some people will go into something called a hyper-aroused state. They may feel like they're becoming almost hyper-aware, hyperactive, being overly quick or, or intense in their reactions, experiencing overwhelming emotions. But other people, however, they experience almost the exact opposite. They go into a hypo-aroused state and they feel shut down, emotionally flat or, or numb to the change. And us nerds call this a window of tolerance for a reason. There's a spectrum there. For most people, it's not just zero to 100 real quick in the face of change, but if you think back to the last time something changed in your life, odds are you're able to identify with one of these two experiences. Which one do you tend to experience in the face of change? That reaction is our indicator that we need to step back and process. And like I said, the process that we go through is pretty universal no matter the type of change we're going through at that time. You may stay in some stages longer than others, but let's dig into this a little bit. Change happens. Change walks into the room and we instantly go into a state of shock. We're shocked or surprised by the change that has just smacked us in the face. Example here, you lose your job. Shock, right? It's a shock. But also, your boyfriend asks you to marry him still shocked. And when that shock wears off, we step into denial. In both examples, at least for me, I can see myself having some feelings of denial. We experience this disbelief, right? We start searching for evidence that this event or or this experience cannot be true. I lost my job, first example. No, there 
they're joking. They're not serious. They, they'll call me tomorrow and all will be well. Second example, tell me if you connect with this one. You get engaged. No, he's joking. He is not serious. He'll call me tomorrow and tell me that he's kidding. There's no way, right? Please don't tell me that I am the only brain in this world that would do that. And when that denial starts to calm down, we dip into a period of frustration. We start to recognize that things are, in fact, going to be different. And this is where we, if I'm being honest here, might see some anger come out. Going back to our first example, I lose my job. And I realize that this is, in fact, a thing. I did, in fact, lose my source of income and I grow extremely frustrated that I not only have to scramble to find a new job, but I also have to get smart with my money and make ends meet. And honestly, girlfriend, this is a situation where I could see myself getting angry. Angry that I have to go through this. Angry that all of this unwanted stress and uncertainty is in my future. And believe it or not, this period of frustration also applies to those positive life changes too. Going back to our first example of getting engaged, here's how I imagine I would react, okay? I'm not engaged, I have never been engaged in my life, and I am far from it, but here's what I would guess about myself. Here's what I can assume that thought process of frustration would kind of look like. Dang, I, I have to share space with someone, like permanently. I have to change my last name. Yeah, it's just a name, but but that's the name that I've had my whole life. So that's weird. And that's who I am. I could see this this frustration coming out in the wedding planning process, the the realization that I have to merge my family with his and everything that that brings to the table. Change is frustrating. Even the changes that people look forward to their whole lives. And this is where it gets interesting, because in both positive and negative changes, We go through a period of depression, believe it or not, and maybe not in the way that you might think, but this can look like a depressed mood, sure, but it can also look like a lack of energy, physical energy, emotional energy, whatever it is. In both of these examples, that change is exhausting. Even just getting to this point in the change curve, it's exhausting. You go from shock to denial to frustration to depression. That's a lot. So the lack of energy that you might feel that's expected. And and I want to be super clear here and normalize that because that feeling is okay and so freaking normal. But from that point, this is where we start to experiment a little bit. We start to test the waters and do some initial engagement with the new situation. This could look like going out to job interviews to establish that new opportunity that we're looking for. It may look like starting to merge two families with things like bridal showers and engagement parties. You start testing the waters in this new environment and that brings you to a decision. In the face of change as we adapt to a new normal, good or bad, eventually we make a choice. At some point, we decide that we are going to learn how to work in this new environment and that positivity starts to rise up again. That decision may be sparked by getting a second interview for a position that you're excited about or or landing a job that is going to take some adapting to, yes, but one that is going to bring that stability back. That decision may be after that experimenting stage is seen as successful, 
And you see these two families start to mesh together and, and the worries are able to sit down for a little bit. And last but not least, we start this period of integration. Those changes are embraced and the new normal is able to establish itself and, and life starts to even itself out a little bit. But woof, a wild ride, right? Change is brutal. But I walk through this change curve with you because I think that when we're in the trenches of change, feeling all of these wild emotions, we don't realize that this is the cycle our body naturally goes through. That these emotions and stages are, are confusing and are normal when life throws major change our way. But if you're anything like me, right now you're like, okay, Emily, that's cool and all, but that doesn't really make me feel better. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, the feelings are normal, sure, but that doesn't make them feel like a walk in the freaking park. So let's chat about some ways that we can cope with that change and get that curve on the upswing toward that place of integration, okay? Number one, get some information. When you're able to, get some information on the change ahead. Uncertainty and ambiguity, they cause stress. So get the information that you need to put that stress at bay as much as you can. Knowledge in this situation is power against your stress monster, girlfriend. So go do some freaking research if you have to. Number two, Dip your toe in the water early. Get a taste of what you're about to do as soon as you're able to. Resisting the change is just going to make you feel worse. Resisting the change is, is going to take a lot of energy that could be used elsewhere. The change is going to happen anyway. So dip your toe in and get a feel for what the water feels like on the other side of that change before life has the chance to just throw you in the deep end. Number three. Ask for help. Go to someone that has been through a similar change like this before and pick their brain. How did you get through it? What was helpful for you? What do you wish you had done to ease your growing pains? Odds are they're going to be able to do a lot of that research piece for you. They may have resources that you didn't think about or, or steps that you might not have taken otherwise. Speaking of, growing pains. I love framing change this way because I, I don't know about you, but it sounds a whole lot more optimistic than saying something like life-changing event or period of transition. It doesn't make the process suddenly fun, but it sure as heck puts a, a light at the end of the tunnel for us. You and I are both growth-oriented people, right? We are obsessed with the idea that we have the ability to grow and, and change and stretch our capabilities. So why don't we put ourselves in the mindset of growth and see where that takes us? Change is inevitable. It is going to happen whether we like it or not. That house that I lived in for over 18 years, it sold. My parents are leaving that sucker whether I like it or not. I am sitting here as I speak surrounded by boxes of reality that this is happening. That change is here, but growth, growth is optional. I have two choices in this situation. 
I can hold on to all the things in this house that remind me of 18 years of my life and and chain myself to the banister until the realtor makes me leave, which, if we're being honest, is what my heart really wants to do right now. Or I can accept the growing pains and understand that right now I'm in that frustration spot in the coping change curve. My head is getting hyper aroused and overreacting in emotion because it is being presented with a major life change. Is it going to feel like this forever? No, ma'am, it's not. But I can acknowledge that this is where I am on that curve right now and step into the growth opportunities that this change could bring. Change is always going to be knocking on our door. 2020 has proved that to us. It has been nothing but change. Everywhere you go, people are wearing masks. I can't hug people. I want to hug and damn, that's hard for me. But instead, how can we use that change that has stepped into the room, maybe if we didn't even want it there, as an indication that we are about to build some resiliency? that we are going to grow a new skill, that we are going to have a new experience that could absolutely change our life. And who knows what that change could bring, right? You know what COVID-19 brought me? It allowed me to stumble upon a podcasting course. It allowed me to save gas money working from home so that I could invest in that podcasting course. And It also allowed me the time to create the project that you're listening in your ear holes right now. Girlfriend, you have no idea where that change could lead you. Resisting is only going to use up the energy that you're going to need to move future mountains in your path. Resisting that change is just going to use up the energy that you could be using to level the heck up. We have two choices in the face of change. And we know that change is inevitable, inevitable, but growth is optional. Which option are you going to choose? Go choose it, okay? I love you, girl. I'll talk to you soon. Dude, thank you so much for including the kind mind and this weirdo in your journey. If you vibed with this episode, I would love to connect with you on social media. Go take your takeaways to your Instagram story and tag me so I can thank you for spreading a message that is near and dear to my heart. Thank you for letting me sit in the passenger seat of your personal growth journey. I want to hear about the mountains that you are moving, but... Until next time, stay kind to that mind, girlfriend. I'll talk to you soon.